0: Everybody, good to have you here. Closing out a week that was, in my opinion, stellar. A lot of, a lot of heavy lifting. But now it's September. September. That's right, September first. All that goes away. You know how in baseball, in baseball, uh, the entire game changes when you have two strikes your approach to everything pitching and hitting changes when you have two strikes well the entire season the entire outlook on the year changes on September 1st because I know apparently apparently technically fall doesn't begin for another 21 days or 20 days but it's with the summer's over and, uh, and that's just the way it is. At least up here it is. So I, I kind of like that we have this Friday night, September 1st together. Matt's not here. He had something to go take care of personally. So just you and I. And actually at 7.20, we're going to get a quick call from Sal Greco, the uh, NYPD officer who was unceremoniously Kicked out of the uh, the the police department, it's been messed with, and it's all political persecution. Well, he has an update on his uh, forthcoming lawsuit against Eric Adams in New York City. So I figure we get that real quick, and then I ask him what some of his friends who are still on the force are saying about what's going on with the the, the invasion of foreigners, this latest wave of foreigner invasion. And when we are done with that, then I just got I got a number of things we can go to. I want to revisit Hawaii tonight. I've been still watching what's going on, uh, reading what's going on, and I'd like to just put a couple of things on the record. Maybe we can watch the new Greg Reese video, uh, which is less than five minutes, so that would be a prime thing to watch and take some calls. Um, and, uh, And then we'll see how far we go. I wasn't able to put as much time producing and writing the show in today as I usually do because Aurora woke up not feeling too well, and it was um, it was like in her stomach, and she didn't want to walk, so I was carrying her around all day. I was like, what, what the hell is going on here? So eventually, we, we took her to urgent care and um, got a strep test, and she has strep. So I'm happy it's actually just strep. That's the last thing. So, do you want a COVID test? Nope, none of that. None of that, but I do want a strep test. And it, it was the whole, it was just the stomach thing and not wanting to walk because it was so uncomfortable. So, you know, she's got a little amoxicillin. Listen, every child has to know what amoxicillin tastes like at one point or another. So, we'll just see what that is. It's not the worst thing. and um, And I'm sure she'll be all right in a couple of days, especially that, especially how early we caught it. Because if we didn't know what the hell was going on, just let her gut it out. Then uh, by tomorrow or the next day, that could be hell. If any, anybody, as in a, even as an adult, remember what strep is like, it sucks. And with a, as a kid, you tend to forget this. But there's this, this this, gastric aspect to it as well. And there could be throwing up and all that. Well, she didn't have anything of that going on. And hopefully we've avoided that. But she's a uh, strong as an ox. Anywho she's sleeping and uh, may she wake up on the uh, the other side of the fence who knows but ladies and gentlemen i hope that you are ready to chill because i definitely need to chill just a little bit before i go home and then start up the weekend it's a uh, labor day weekend so we won't be on the air on monday night but you know something will happen i'm sure that i'll go live and hang out with you guys sunday is still sunday so i'll i'll be hanging out with all of you Monthly subscribers for a little while in the early afternoon or late morning for our little Sunday get-together. Last night's finale of The Devil in the White City was fantastic. Another book down. Now this year, we did C.S. Lewis. We did Huxley. We did uh, W.P. Kinsella, Shoeless Joe. We did Devil in the White City. So there's four books already down, and we still have Mario Puzo in October, which uh, should be really great. Especially since Jay Dyer has been doing a lot of organized crime deep dives uh, this year. He has a a couple of um, pretty awesome interviews with Sammy the Bull Gravano that have been out lately. So I think that he's he's definitely going to be in. Uh, he's definitely going to be um, in it. And and inspire to read it, so that'll be nice. Uh, I'll be auctioning this off next week. Figure out how to do this. We're gonna try to do an auction this time around. So uh, those among you who want it the most, we'll see who really wants it the most. I don't know. We're playing around some things. Definitely gonna be still doing raffles, but wanted to see what an auction, what we can do to duplicate an auction in a live radio setting. Anyway. Um, thank you all one and all, uh, Jeff Harmon next week, perhaps Jay Dyer and a few other things, but, um, I think that's it for the, I think that is it for the announcements. Oh, there is one more. I need to wish little Oliver out there somewhere out there in the American Midwest Oliver. Well, well, it's Abe Sinclair's son. So I'll call him Oliver Sinclair happy birthday buddy got to hang out with Oliver this time last year in Myrtle Beach he had already gone home by uh, September 1st they they got a they got a, a jump on that ride home a little bit early but uh, still hope he had a good birthday today and I'm just throwing that out there and you all as you all know birthdays anniversaries any kind of shout outs you just email me and I'll see what I can do for you All right. Into the grab bag we go. First one up, a blank screen. Every once in a while, I forget to do that still, but it is what it is. Headline from the Daily Mail, unheard tapes of Princess Diana telling how Charles said he was disappointed when Prince Harry was born because, quote, we thought it would be a girl. And that's been revealed for the first time. Of course, um, I'm sure Charles was most disappointed uh, in Harry not being his at all. But um, you can't have everything, even if you are the cousin of Vlad the Impaler. So Harry is not Charles's. That's uh, that's just one of those things you have to just You got to get over it. Just got to get over it. You wanted a girl? Oh, well, at least you, it, 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 you'll just start with having a child that's your own. All right, here we go. From Loudwire, a little feather, another feather in the cap of Metallica. They just beat out Taylor Swift for Los Angeles Sophie Stadium attendance record. While Taylor Swift has the hottest ticket going in music world right now, there's now another act that currently holds the attendance record for Los Angeles Sophie or SoFi Stadium. That would be Metallica who drew approximately 78,000 fans to each of their concerts over the weekend as reported by the Los Angeles Times. The venue itself has a capacity of 70,240 seats, but Metallica was able to make the most of their production to allow more fans access the show while standing in the snake pit. It's a, it's the sign it's the it's the center of a circular stage that they put on so they can put a couple thousand more people in the center. Um I don't know yeah i i think i would have liked to be in the snake pit if somebody threw me some some tickets just because i have a friend of mine sean we go back to high school i got him into metallica and he was in the snake pit up in montreal or some canadian date that they did right after east rutherford and wow i mean he was standing right next to all of them as they were playing he got to the edge and then he's just standing right next to Lars and and, and uh, James and Kirk. He's there, he's just right there. So that was incredible to see that. But, you know, this is a smaller stadium, so they're making history in a smaller stadium, though 70,000 70, seats is nothing to uh, sneeze at. But they were doing 80 and 82,000 a night in New York, so it's just a matter of, you know, What are you going to be able to do to create more standing space? So good for Metallica. I love Metallica. Always will. I always will. You know, I always get that, too. People ask me, Frank, how can you love Metallica so much with Lars as a drummer? I love Lars. Now, it is true. He just stopped trying after a while. And he was never the most technically proficient. But as far as that band and those drums and the energy, and he always just, just gave himself up. Emptied the tank every show and just gave himself up to the crowd. I always love that. So that drew me in. Uh, for a while, he was pretty solid. Uh, there's a lot of performances that I love going back to that are just absolutely solid, especially in the 80s, late 80s. But um, another thing you can never take away from Lars Ulrich is that he is an incredible arranger of music. Okay? The, the way he, he arranges most of the music. He's a great arranger of music and uh, a good businessman, too. So can't take anything away from them after all these years. Outlasted everybody. What they built is incredible. All right, so let's see what else we have here. This is one is from Zero Hedge. The headline, you're not going to believe this. Half of transgender, uh, transgender, transbender. Half of transgender prison inmates convicted of sex crimes, Wisconsin data shows. That is not at all surprising. I would actually like to know how many of those who are not sex offenders are actually victims of sex crimes. I would like to get a breakdown of the other half to see whether or not they because I'm sure many of them are victims as well. And then, of course, to uh, screen them for a couple other things. But uh, half of the transgender inmates in Wisconsin prison system were convicted of at least one count of sexual abuse or assault, according to data provided by the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project. So that's 81 of 161 transgender inmates at female prisons had a record of sexual abuse. Again, not a surprise. And it'll fall on deaf ears because it's just... Whatever. Here's something weird for you. Strange. This is from The Sun. Listen to this headline. Death Capsule. The Death Capsule Inventor. Dubbed Dr. Death Unveils Grizzly Suicide Booth. The Sarcopod. That asks three questions before suffocating the user. Dr. Philip uh, Nitschke. has been dubbed Dr. Death, and the Elon Musk of assisted suicide for his work in the controversial medical area. Look at that. Oh, this this blue pod you get into, and I guess you just say goodbye. He made headlines after claiming his Sarco capsule could be used in Switzerland soon. The 3D printed coffin-like pod is filled with nitrogen, quickly bringing oxygen down from 21% to only 1% in about 30 seconds. A disoriented and euphoric feeling then follows before users eventually lose consciousness. You know, they were talking about this in either Alabama, or Louisiana recently, there's some kind of controversy. It it, you know reignited all of the capital punishment stuff. Though we're not even talking about capital punishment in many ways. We're talking about all the inventive ways we have of killing somebody if they've been sentenced to death. And this uh, nitrogen poisoning or suffocation via nitrogen was what that whole recent article I was I was uh, perusing recently was uh, was about nitrogen how it takes you out of consciousness uh really quickly and then away you go and people are like no it's not it's not humane it's not sa-. you know we've talked about capital punishment a lot on the show we had a couple of really big big talks i'm sure it'll come back up one day um but as it pertains to just getting the job done i think it's so weird how always just Trying to, I mean, think, think about all the things we can be innovating and the whole, how would we find new humane ways of, of, of putting a convicted murderer into a, into the next life. How do we bring him to, to, to I, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. It really is. I think, why wouldn't you just do bullet, a bullet, a bullet to the head, gone. Though it's inhumane. You're killing the person. You're killing, we're, I mean, we're all voting to kill a person. It's very strange. Now, this on the other hand, is even strange. It's all very morbid, but um, death takes place due to hypoxia. That's low oxygen in the body's tissues and hypocapnia. That's reduced carbon dioxide in the blood followed by critical oxygen and carbon dioxide deprivation. We're ready to use it. We're ready to take a number of, pe- now here's the thing. He continued, the person will climb into the machine and they will be asked three questions and they will answer them verbally. Who are you? Where are you? And do you know what happens if you press the button? Oh, this is... And if they answer those three questions verbally, the software then switches the power on so that the button can then be pressed. And if they press the button, they will die very quickly. You know, I mean, see, this is what I was talking about, too, with Mike King last night. Um, If you didn't see that last night with Mike King from Profiling Evil, I think it was a really great discussion. Talked about detective work, but also profiling psychopaths, serial killers, cult leaders, cult members. But this is how, how is the psychopathy factor not on a stronger trajectory. When I asked him, you know, you know, what is the how is society trending and what are the what are the things in society that you believe could be if at all producing more of these psychos? And and do you think that we have more now than we ever had before? And he wasn't sure that we did. Now, he wasn't sure that we did. Now I think, by merit of population growth alone, your psychopopulation is going to grow. I think that, by merit of over the last couple of years of us becoming the number one consumer of psychotropic drugs in the world, prescribed and otherwise, is something that's going to bring uh, the crazy factor, the detached factor, to a uh, a boil. I think that there's a lot the d- the decline in religiosity, in faith broken homes as he said you know it's not you know if you don't have two parents in the house it's not that you're you have a prescription of being messed up which obviously is right because you can be in a household with two parents that are absolute monsters and they kept it together so i i understand that much but there is a lot there's a lot our culture has been fractured i think that we are probably swimming with undiagnosed serial killers all over the place And then there's just this. There's just this side of the culture. I mean, this is becoming commonplace. The science of suicide, human life being disposable, feeling the cosmic unimportance, because you know this is not just about people who are terminally ill. The definitions of what counts as somebody who can go in and petition some sort of a medical authority to have your life ended has gone far outside the bounds of ALS or... Or some other uh terrible uh wasting disease, God help us it's like rage quitting life so th- this is the kind of stuff that i that comes up for me when I think about the kind of um craziness that a society produces because I mean, obviously we're not talking about we're not talking about somebody murdering somebody else, but that this is a demand and that there is a market a market for this i don't know it's just weird all right uh another one yahoo real quick before we go to our our break and then kick this show off Weird monkey sightings spread across Florida City. Cops say, I knew I wasn't crazy. Strange things occasionally happen at fast food joints, but this, a large monkey, has been seen hanging out at a fried chicken restaurant in Florida. The sighting happened around 9 a.m. on Wednesday, August 23rd in Orange City, and Popeye's crew manager, Kimberly uh, Bialobos, got multiple photos orange city is about 30 miles north of orlando quote i look over and i'm like is this real this can't be possible by Lobos told wrbw this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen not only working here in my life it's pretty crazy Bialobos said the monkey was pretty big too The report was soon joined by other sightings raising concerns that there might be multiple monkeys roaming the city gotta watch out gotta watch out orange city police officials got wind of the drama you know i wonder if these monkeys are the ones that have the herpes because we are covering the the herpes monkeys story from from florida there's just too much going on in florida i can't outside outside of maybe a two week maximum trip to go check out universal studios have a couple of drinks at the epcot center or something like that i don't know it's just I'm glad my mother didn't move down there cuz I, I I there would be the, the reports that she would be texting me back there's a monkey in the backyard there's a there's a lizard in the cabinet uh there's there's a uh, a vulture that's throwing up on the garage there's a peacock that's having sex on the uh, on the front porch just too much anyway have you seen any uh crazy sites like that lately things that should not be you can call to the show later on alright well now that that's behind us we'll be right back don't go anywhere but do help me share help me share the show with whoever you can let's end this week let's end this week nice shall we alright BRB <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to do that. You know, I'm having some pretty severe uh, computer problems over here. And the computer's only three years old, but I have to replace the video card. I bought it, and I have it on the schedule for September 16th to have a big upgrade day over here. My buddy Derek plays bass for Set the Charge. He's also a uh, IT whiz. He's gonna come over here on the 16th. I hope I can last 15 days. It is getting bad over here. I know you see some of the guests that are coming in from Zoom, just disappearing and reappearing on the screen. Well, that's all you see over there. For me, I have three computer screens in front of me. They're all very, very uh, carefully organized, how I get all the media done, how I produce the show. All three screens shut off for maybe about a a split second. For about a split second, all the screens shut off and then they flash back on. When they flash back on, the start menu, which is on the, uh, the far left screen over here, pops over to the far right screen over here. Then they immediately flash back off again. That's what the second disappearance is when everybody's on the screen. And when they come back from that blackness across all three screens, then the start menu is back on the far left screen. And this is now happening multiple times an hour. And over the course of that intro video that I just played, I heard for the first time the sound now doing little hiccups during these uh these spazzes, these seizures that are going on. I hope it is only the video card that is the problem. Because if we start talking motherboards and shit like that, I might as well just do another fundraiser, another money bomb fundraiser and to start building a new computer. Which is ridiculous, because this is one hell of a machine that we custom built so that we didn't have to worry about this shit for, you know, five years. At least five years. With with of course, some responsible maintenance and responsible usage, of course. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, to put that out there. I'm dealing with a lot of technical issues and I, I hope it's not it I hope it's not cutting into your enjoyment of the show all right so here is what we got going on tonight first thing up I want to bring back a guest that we spoke to last a couple of a uh, couple of months ago Sal Greco he's coming on with us again in just a second just so you know I mean we, we the last time that he was on actually you no know, Sal's here right now Sal how you feeling
3: how's everything Frank I, I actually uh it's like a mixed reaction right now because well, it's uh it looks things are looking positive on one end and but you still have these little games that the uh New York City Police Department and Mayor Eric Adams personally is 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 doing.
0: Well, th- this is what we have to get into because it it goes beyond your personal situation. It is also a I think it's a pretty in indicative of just the mindset and the kind of regime and the, that thug-like mentality that is not only running New York City the five boroughs, but has sway over the whole state because that Beaver Lady, Kathy Hochul, in in uh, in in Albany, is she's cut from the same cloth. They are crazy. They are absolutely crazy. Now, last time you were on, we got the rundown of how your distinguished career in the NYPD was brought to an end by. Political persecution is the only way it could be described because of not only your support of Donald Trump but also your casual friendship with Roger Stone. You teased us with the um, with the uh, th- uh, tease us through uh, with a um, th- th- that you said you were preparing to bring legal action against Eric Adams. I guess the where we can start off right now is where is the latest on that?
3: Well, Frank, my lawsuit actually proceeded forward. It survived their motion to dismiss. So it's in front of the Eastern District of New York and Brooklyn, in front of Judge Block. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, you can look it up in the articles. They, they proceeded forward with the case. It's against the two gentlemen from the uh, Internal Affairs Bureau, Daniel Cutter and Jeremy Ornstein, who conducted their illicit investigation into me using fugazi administrative subpoenas and access and sealed records in violation of a court order. And then you have the Deputy Commissioner of Legal Affairs at the time, Uh, Ernest Hart. And then ultimately, the main one being left behind is the former police commissioner who was a police commissioner at that time, Keyshawn Sewell. So as this goes forward in about 20 days, we're going to have a hearing where the uh, city of New York, who is, it's a split bill, the decision So, the split bill means the judge took the city out of the lawsuit, but kept the individuals in their capacity as city officials in the lawsuit. So the city is technically dismissed, but they indemnify the police commissioner immediately because they have to protect the institution. Right. So they have to decide if they're going to indemnify the other three. And then in front, we're going to be in front of the magistrate judge who will then set the terms of the discovery, meaning the dates and so on and so forth. So that's the, at the point we're at with that. But as you just noticed about Eric Adams, so the, the, here with Eric Adams you have a problem. About, uh, yesterday you, you, you saw that he had a uh, political rally. He had a political rally at foley square where all his city agencies were tweeting out and putting on facebook and blasting all over social media especially the new york city police department stating that to come to the rally and and whatnot stating to show up to the rally and they're very you know pushing forward a political agenda now frank i was terminated because they didn't like my political agenda no, I, I know they off the hours okay Now they're pushing a political agenda during on-duty hours, and the police department is taking a stance to be behind the political agenda of Eric Adams. That is not only in violation of the New York City Patrol Guide, which is what they terminated me with their rule stating you can't associate with someone who's reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. Mayor Eric Adams violated the New York City Charter Chapter 68 subparagraph 9 section a and b and in there you'll see that it states that you cannot as a city official ask your subordinates or coerce them into your you know pushing your political agenda forward which is what the nypd in general has done as of yesterday and other city agencies that is in clear violation of the city charter that is a conflict of interest that is where i filed this my complaint With the conflict of interest board versus eric adams you can pull up the tweet and look at it but now on the flip side of that frank this will now be added to my lawsuit because what it shows you is eric adams has i mean this guy is just all over the map whether he's hanging out with criminals whether he's double talking out of his mouth he's saying he's going to save the uh, new york city with the migrant crisis meanwhile he created the migrant crisis now he's having political rallies Using the NYPD as his whatever you want to call it, his strike force, you know,
0: the agenda force. Well it was and 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 that's just the the, you said that you get down to the basics again comparing him to what has caused so much problems with you. I mean, you were never leading a rally anywhere. You were never in public no. or anything like that. I mean, you you talked about how you met Roger Stone and you came to his defense in a in an online comment section, and uh, he just kind of thanked you for uh, for for being a stand-up guy, whatever. But um, that wasn't the beginning of a vocal political career for you, where you were outside and and uh, and 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 being visible. So it's just incredible to again, like you said the 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 you know the juxtaposition of what he has done to the office that he holds right now and what has been done to people like you it just goes to show i mean it it, it is indirectly directly related to things like that kid from i don't know what school it was in colorado or where, wherever the hell he had the uh the gadston flag on his on his uh back backpack and they, yes. what they what some people try to say oh it doesn't have any kind of any kind of historical ties in tie-ins to one bad thing or another but recently we are projecting it as a bad thing therefore by association no more american history no more freedom of speech Put it away. We don't want to see it. The same thing has happened to you, where uh, they they really much cast aspersions on people. They bill January 6th as an insurrection when it was nothing more than a mosh pit. And but because they have all the branding capabilities, anybody that is associated with that is now an insurrectionist. Therefore, people like you are you know known associates. So it's it it is just a, a horrendous. Inescapable um, psychological fight here because obviously they, they don't hold themselves to any of the same standards.
3: Well, that's correct, uh, Frank. And also, while uh, you mention this, is funny because there was a New York City Police Department sergeant that had uh, she was, had lost vacation days and was suspended for having a believe it was a Punisher patch on duty Uh-oh. on her, her body armor or something. It's on her garment, on her uniform. So they suspended her for this, stating it's political in nature. But then how are you allowing your police department to push a political agenda publicly? This is in direct violation of the city charter and the NYPD patrol guide. See, Mayor Adams is full of unethicalness, we'll put it like that. Whether it's what he does in his personal life, hanging out all night long in these nightclubs, which by the way, the nightclub I mentioned last time, Concefritos, here's here's what happens at Concefritos. the owner, Well, we thought the owner of the place was Jimmy Bronx Cafe, Jimmy Rodriguez Jr. He had a place called Jimmy Cafe back in the day in the Bronx. Uh, Fat Joe was over there. It had numerous incidents that happened. But very recently, there was a podcast that was on YouTube. And you could also pull that up from from my Twitter, where you see that two gentlemen are discussing how, in that time frame, there were cocaine buffets and it was coke in the bathroom. Uh, and the people that were doing it were baseball players, celebrities, possibly politicians, who knows. But this is what was going on in his old place. And now he owns this place, or oh, so we thought. The actual owner of Concert Fritos is Police Commissioner Ed Caban's brother. This is now a fact. It's a known fact. The owner on paper is the police commissioner's brother. They are associating with Jimmy Bronx Cafe in the late 90s, ran over his wife or tried to and was arrested for this. Caban's brother, Ed Caban, his other brother, see, Richard is on the deed that he owns Consafritos, or he's one of the owners of the corporation. The other brother, Ruben Caban, he had to leave the department because he was involved in a sexual harassment case. And the other brother, James Caban, he was arrested while he was a cop, he was terminated, and then later on arrested again because he's nicknamed the slumlord of the Bronx. Now you can see there's a picture of them all together with Jimmy Bronx Cafe and Eric Adams. So Eric Adams allows this insanity to go on in front of him where they're associating with numerous people that they shouldn't be hanging out with, including other cops. There's other NYPD personnel that is also frequent in this place, which is a known drug then. I mean, There's allegations of drugs that needs to be looked at. There's other allegations also that I hear about this place, but they're pictured there with them. So then why is it okay for your police commissioner to be hanging around, quote unquote, people likely to have engaged in criminal activity, but you terminated Sal Greco for that, stating that Roger Stone is someone that is likely to have engaged in criminal activity? how exactly does this work Frank
0: I well, the, here's the thing I want to ask I know that you're in Florida now I know that you've uh, you've you put some distance between yourself and and what's going on up here but there's a lot of people and as we can see now with the protests in New York City uh, various types of protest and it, it's actually in many ways crosses uh political lines there is a lot of Democrat and Republican um, crossover when it comes to What's happening to New York, especially the southeastern corner of New York over there, the the city itself, the five boroughs, and what's happened to the culture, what's happened to the safety of the streets, the drugs—it's it, just incredible. And everybody sees their collective homes being destroyed, though some people are a little bit more willing to say it. What do you think about what do you think about the chances of New York being able to ever recover? its soul again is it just is it is it gone do you have to wait for a generation a few generations from now does it need just to be flushed out or you know there's a lot of good people who are staying behind and who are you know know, digging their feet in the ground and they want to fight for their home but man it's 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 hard when everybody in city hall on up seems to be standing ahead of And when i say on up i'm talking about going right to dc because when we especially when we talk about the migrant crisis that is a federal human trafficking operation they've been busing and flying them into westchester for uh years now and now it's just and now it's just well known so what do you what do you think about the prospects of people who stay behind and just they want to they want to fight the best they can for their home
3: well i actually applaud a couple of people here what did you mentioned the migrant crisis and they were john matlin johnny tobacco scott Lebedo, yeah curtis Sleeva. and also sid rosenberg because they were all out there and they're all doing these protests at gracie mansion or in staten island or at floyd bennett field or at Cremore hospital in the in the queens and even curtis leaver who's now been arrested three times i believe in one week and now he leads Donald Trump in arrest eighty to four all time. So while this is going on, these people are setting up protests, and there's many people showing up, thousands of people, and they're saying, "No, we don't want these migrants in a in a what was a one time was a Catholic school, and now it's public property there in Staten Island. It's directly across the street from a a, a park, a city park. You can't have all these migrants busting. I mean, these are they. The media loves to show you." videos of these uh, women and children, which there are a couple of them, coming off the bus. And then right after the the, pan, the camera pans away, it's all able-bodied men that are military age. So what do you think is going to happen when third world country people who have no education, no skills, they don't speak any language, they can't get a job, what are they going to revolt to? What are they going to go to, Frank? I, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Crime's going to be skyrocketing. And you don't know if there's any predators there because you've heard of cases in the in Buffalo where a migrant has raped somebody. I hear stories about the Roosevelt Hotel. There's stories there that are not being reported. Remember, illegals do not report crimes if they're if they're victims of crimes. They don't even know what to say or do. They don't speak a word of English. So this is one for for one instance. It's a problem from yes, Washington D.C. Joe Biden is the is to blame for a lot of this. You must close the border. As RFK Jr. himself, a Democrat, stated to a crowd of 1,000 people, unlike Eric Adams with his 200 people, and most of them were cops uh, yesterday. RFK stated that you must close the border in order to save the United States. Eric Adams will not utter this. And I'll tell you why Eric Adams won't utter this. He has a flailing mayoral ship. Everyone around him gets indicted. He hangs around criminals day and night. The NYPD despises him. His sanitation, Fire Department, everything's up in an upheaval, and he's partying all night long with felons and concert every night. Meanwhile, you have all these problems of migrants coming across, and he can't state the obvious. Joe Biden, President Biden needs to say, you need to close this border. He won't say this because he needs to pander to the progressives, because the progressives are gonna vote. And if he doesn't have these people voting for him, he only won his primary, Frank, by 6,000 votes. 6,000. And now you got to figure how many of these 6,000 have the migrants sitting in front of their house. And I understand, I understand that city council is full of progressives. So it's really down to the voters in New York. I'm not talking about Richmond County and Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, these moderate Democrats who don't vote. I know they don't vote because I don't know how there's millions of registered voters and maybe a handful of them actually vote for May and city council. You You need to go out and vote that's how you beat even the cheating that's alleged they only expect a certain amount to come out if you overwhelm them with votes then the the reality is whoever you really are voting for is going to win so you need to go out and vote moderate democrats or the majority out there that are protesting it's not republicans it's moderate democrats you are the ones that are going to make or break this country especially in new york city do you want to see the psychos in city council that are basically pushing one, you know, a socialist agenda. They're very anti-police, and look, I know the police have their own problems, but they're supposed to be helping you, and you have to understand that a cop in the street feels that the person that's going to make reports of false allegation against them, they could lose their job or their pension, so they're scared. And that's because city council empowers the criminal. What about your DA? Your DA's over there, all five of them are the same. They'll all say yes, 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 and then when it happens, they'll pr- uh, prosecute a cop. They'll prosecute someone defending themselves, but then they will want to make a real big statement, go after President Donald Trump in some fugazi case, and then some eighty-year-old woman gets hit over the head and abused and assaulted. Oh, we got to let this guy get, let him out on ACD, and you know we'll just give him, uh, you know, maybe uh, two months probation, you know, some garbage sentence. This is what's going on in New York City. Did moderate Democrat and the independents are going to make or break New York City? Do you want to continue voting for this garbage? Or do you make a stand the way I'm seeing now where they're going to these rallies and letting their voices be heard? And in some instances getting arrested with Curtis Lee, in a civil disobedience in a peaceful manner. Or do you want to keep going down the road of destruction? Because it's going to get worse. Yes, it is. Homelessness is out of control. There's emotionally disturbed people all over New York City. It's hard I'm to sure. it, Adams walks right by them and doesn't say anything.
0: It's hard to categorize it too. It's hard. To, it's hard to po- properly categorize what's going on because I mean, essentially, you you've brought in, and I know that illegal immigration has been a horrible problem since the '60s, but yep. as, but especially the last couple of years, you are talking about well more. I mean, we're talking about uh, a, a a group of men alone that is bigger than most standing armies on the planet. Most countries do not have a standing army as mu- as that, that is as big as this last wave of foreign nationals have been brought into uh, cities like New York alone. And and you know they're essentially homeless illiterate people. Um yep. th- th- that's that's just what it is. And as you said before what's coming out of the Roosevelt or the Watson I got a lot of friends out there that are telling yep. me telling me things are just just disgusting and um i just wonder oh first of all here's the oh well you were talking about da's i don't know the 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 big structure over there in the boroughs too too good what's the sheriff situation is it a sheriff per borough is it a sheriff for all five um is there is there any authority outside of eric adams that would actually be able to remove people from the state and get them out
3: the sheriff of New York is actually sheriff of New York City is Anthony Miranda. You don't know who he was? No. Best friends with Eric Adams. They were cops together. Okay. Well, he was grifting with the 100 law enforcement blacks back in the day, uh, Eric Adams. Because believe me, he was never a real cop. He was always a political figure. And he was, believe me, taking donations back then. Uh, Anthony Miranda was in charge of the Hispanic version of that so he installed him as the sheriff and then the other day there's an article that he's involved in some it sounds like a a a scam where the city i believe is going to buy into this COVID thing where it's called invisible masks it's look this up it's actually from the 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 publications called the city and it's anthony miranda's in there and he's the new york city sheriff very close friends of eric adams they were cops together so you can only imagine what kind of scams and scandals were going on back in the 90s where eric adams was of course a bodyguard and associate of lewis farrakhan mike tyson and al sharpton as political pointed out last week after i tweeted out a picture of eric adams and al sharpton together in 1993
0: and, he, and there he is dogging out uh curtis lee while on the news this past week yep. i i saw i saw him dogging him out over there and Wow man if 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 that is really I didn't know how complete the swindle really was here. Uh, I, that's why I had to ask about the sheriff, but there is literally nothing for New Yorkers to do but to continue to protest and to hopefully, like you say, overwhelm any kind of fix that is in with these uh, these Tamm- right. these Tammany Hall style elections.
3: Yeah, but because, you know, uh, listen, Frank, the the election every year, even in the mayoral elections, it's always a low voter turnout. It's never as much as there could be. I think there's 8 million registered voters and who shows up 200, 300,000 voters. I mean, even if you did this, these uh, those ballots, whatever they call absentee ballots, nobody's doing them in New York City. So it's like you only have yourselves to blame and look in the mirror when you see your garbage outside piling up. You see that there's, didn't Eric Adams have a rat czar? I, I saw a video where there's nothing but rats all over the place in I know. New York City. So it's a garbage problem, okay? Then you, you have all these issues with the homeless. He doesn't care about his own people. And everything about him is a wink and a smile. And he's, listen, I, I'll give you this another example. Right now, since July 21st, I'm expected a New York City Police Department retro check, okay? my check from my time is the last five or six years that pba the union i was with they settled the contract therefore i'm supposed to get a check uh frank it's september 1st there's still no check in the mail not only that my lawyer contacted the city lawyer the one that's in charge of the the case i have against the new york city police department and the city of new york no response you call their office nobody answers in payroll section Meanwhile, I understand that there's officers that were retired or terminated that had their checks already in the mail. They've already received them. And if you go by their logic, which is by surname, my last name being Greco, how does somebody with the last name that starts with the letter M get their check before me? Hmm. So you see, Frank, these people playing games, Eric Adams is the king of this. He's the swagger mayor, he's the hip hop mayor. What he really is, is a complete failure As not only a politician, but he's failing as a human being right now. The most decent thing to do right now would be, Eric, admit what you're doing is wrong. Your city is in flames. You're hanging out in Israel where it costs $34,000 to even send you there. Not only that, he Eric was a, Adams, He was in
0: Israel recently?
3: Yes, he went to Israel Eric, uh, last week. Eric, the, a- city was, the city has all these problems. He's in Israel at $34,000 clip by some donor who also has contracts in front of the city. So this is like borderline conflict of interest. Again, it sounds unethical. He's over there playing the tambourine and partying in Israel, kind of like he does over here every night at Concer with his whole police staff. And look, the city was, what, chaotic. And then he comes back and last Friday night, he was at Concer again getting off the plane from Israel, hanging out with Timothy Pearson and Philip Banks and Jeffrey Madry, and they're all hunky-dory over there with a bunch of other police officers. Meanwhile, the city is in chaos. This is the real Eric Adams. Let's not sugarcoat the guy. No. And by the way, Frank, this poor this guy, Eric Ulrich, that was the housing, uh, he was in charge of housing, the building department, while uh, he was in uh, a building commissioner under uh, Mayor Adams. He has a case where they're saying that he was uh, involved in a bribery case. In this case, Eric Ulrich himself admits to the prosecutors, and it's in the Daily News, Eric Adams tipped him off. Eric Adams told him, hey, watch your phone and watch your back. You're also hearing now that they have phone calls that were being listened to where Eric Adams is talking to Eric Ulrich. Now I want to go back in time. Alvin Bragg is charging President Trump with obstruction over what nonsense over over uh, uh, what's her name Stormy Daniels in a, in a Fugazi case. Then you have Georgia saying that there was a phone call that President Trump had with him, which is obstruction because he said mentioned something about votes. Which, if you listen to the whole conversation, that wasn't that wasn't exactly what was said but they're just going to play the one kip and say put him in prison eric adams saying this to eric Ulrich, frank i was a cop many years you could ask any attorney that sounds like obstruction of an investigation to me Hmm. so i don't know what alvin bragg is doing if he's covering for him because i know they take pictures together as well and they're all partying with each other in fact uh there's a captain this guy share with shepherd Tariq Shepard, who's now, he went from captain to deputy commissioner. He skipped every single rank. Why? Because he's in a picture with Alvin Bragg, so they're best friends, so you got to promote him, skip all the ranks, while other people have to wait years and years and years for it. You know, my hat's off to him if he's able to do that. But do you see how things are working in a police Oh, department? no, don't, yeah. It's
0: so yeah.
3: It's so corrupt. It blows away any error ever in New York City that involved the mayor, and a police department. When they had the mayor's office and a police department, uh, the NYPD. This is a, a total uh, sham and a disgrace.
0: I th- I don't know if I brought this up the last time you were on, Sal. But uh, on Netflix, they have a they have a, a series that they produced maybe about a year or two ago. It's called Fear City. And it's all about, it's all about uh, the, uh, yeah, you watch that one. It's, yeah, I, 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 I got to rewatch it again because I remember just having a really good time and just sinking into it. And the one thing I took away the most as they're showing how bad the city was in the late seventies coming into the eighties, the, uh, you know, the control of the Cosa Nostra and, 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 uh, and pretty much how there was this growing face off between law enforcement, organized crime and how the how the RICO charges really were the things that started taking the whole thing apart and you know toward the end of that series I Said to myself. Yeah, you know, I guess we had problems prior to you know, the the 1990s 1980s or how all that but I don't know was, was there a balance was there a better balance when there was at least one other gang in town, you know it, It's just like the fact that this this is this is more the, the control and the influence, the undue influence is 10 times as much as anything you you, you read about under the control of the Gambino family or anything else. You know, it's just uh, it's just incredible how there's just only one gang in town now and life is not better. It's certainly not better for anybody and uh, that's just not, you know let me ask you this with your lawsuit, what is the, what's the probability and if it does happen when will it happen are you going to be able to be in the same courtroom with eric adams will he have to go and face you or will he be able to have have himself represented by proxy well
3: uh he would definitely be subpoenaed i have the i have 10 people that i could call as witnesses and he would be obviously the final one because it'd be a good showdown between my attorney who knows him very well Worked with him and uh they're kind of like oil and water. So it would be my attorney, Eric Sanders, who at one point was the vice president of the Guardians, the same group that Eric Adams thinks he was in charge of at one point, versus Eric Adams. He would definitely be subpoenaed because, number one, if you remember with the Cardi B incident, Eric Adams was the one that stated that they, the NYPD and the city stated that there was a court order. And meanwhile, there wasn't ever a court order. In fact, Eric Adams stated that. She was invited to the police academy. He was upset he wasn't invited there when she was there. And now we don't discard people. Further in, in furtherance of this case, now you have the concert Fritos angle. You have Ed Cabani's police commissioner, who was the first deputy commissioner and also had his hands in my termination. His brother, hanging out with his brother, and then also hanging out with this guy, or they own this place together. It's a it's almost laughable to think that there's nothing going on there because this guy has a history jimmy cafe there he has a history of being involved in narcotics from when he was in the, the first place he had right so it's a relationship there that's an issue that's a big issue with the police department under that very rule they terminated me for eric adams is standing right next to him he's approving this eric would have to answer for this and now this latest case where i filed my complaint with the the board of uh sit the, the the conflict board your problem here is Eric Adams is using his police department to further his political agenda and that's you, that's a big no-no and unfortunately for him and fortunately for me, that's what he terminated me for is on the political agenda nobody likes the MAGA crowd, right? I was the big MAGA cop because I'm friends with Roger Stone right and I supported President Trump
0: well it will sound the, I mean, that's and, the well, Sal, to my argument the reason why I ask is because unless he has to actually go into a courtroom and take time out of his schedule to be seen physically in a courtroom I I, I doubt you're going to get your, the, the lawsuit is even going to get a substantial amount of media coverage if he can just allow this to happen you know be fought by proxy or something like that I think it is so important to be able to have to to be able to create an opportunity where you can face him in a courtroom
3: well that's that's all thing Frank I'm sure that he's going to have you know uh, you know his uh, snake oil salesman kind of lawyers try to hide behind them and say oh well he's the mayor unfortunately Not only does he have the fact that he's the mayor and he's the only one that could terminate the police commissioner who's hanging out with criminals right in front of him, and he's not saying anything about it. His behavior with this complaint I just filed is another issue, and then, Frank, his own investigations. He was investigated for being involved with Mike Tyson, Louis Farrakhan, and Al Sharpton. He was a bodyguard and an associate of theirs. I was terminated, and they wrote that I was Uncompensated security for Roger during January 5th and 6th. I mean, it was a complete fabricated, made up charge. There was no evidence to this, but yet they kept it on there and they kept harping this their whole time. So there's a contrast to how I was treated and how Eric was treated. And I know he had big time attorney Norm Siegel at the time, and he'll probably run behind Artie Idala, who I don't know, last time that guy ever won a, a case in New York, a big one that is. He's probably gonna hide behind him now. So we're gonna see how this plays out. Obviously it's like a a chain, like a ladder. You go, you know, step up the ladder little by little. Obviously I have access to Keyshawn Sewell's records. I have access to the police uh, commissioner's office because she was left in a lawsuit. We will lead to Ed Caban and then ultimately how does anyone shut down the fact that Eric Adams has his fingerprints all over this?
0: Well, we're, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. And, I, I, of course, we'll have you back for, for periodic updates because I, I, I'm i really interested in this. I think it's a really uh, a great story, whether you're a New Yorker or not, to follow along from uh, or with. I Let me ask you this one last question before we wrap this up. Uh, and it's a little bit more just generalized. To your police work. You were talking about the homeless you were uh, before how bad that's getting Obviously, it's being exacerbated by a number of things uh, just the the economy in general uh, How culture has degraded we have so many drug issues the drug issues continue to to change I mean we have were, were you around uh, at all when this whatever the hell this this drug called Trank is started showing up were you actually working the beat were you were you on on the streets when this started showing up it's in many major cities now it turns people into literal standing in place zombies and it, it's 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 really it's it's quite disturbing to watch but um so were you around for that 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 drugs arrival
3: I was actually working I remember seeing many people that would be just hanging out in the street and I would you'd almost Look over and say, "How is this guy standing?" Because you know, if that was a regular person, he'd fall over. And you could tell that he was high on something. We just didn't know at the time what that was. And then you would just call the ambulance and say, "Hey, you know, take him to the hospital and you know, detox the guy because he's just standing there, kind of like a zombie. But how he doesn't fall over, I don't even know. Because yeah, you but... would fall over trying this. They're so twisted." super hyped up uh you know intoxicant that he'd take something. i don't know what he was on but i've seen this in you know over the years i mean i started in 08 i started in crown heights so i've kind of seen it all from crown heights the coney island back to Queens, south jamaica uh the bronx brooklyn i never worked in staten island but I, I lived there but you know i've i've seen a lot of my career i've done a lot you know i had a 320 arrest I have 50 medals i have all this stuff on my record but apparently I'm just not good enough to be in the NYPD because they don't like my politics. But hey, if I'm... you're for Eric Adams and his politics, that's fine. That's fine and dandy.
0: Well, it's uh like I said. Well, it, you're fighting a fight that has to be done. Everybody's doing what they can do, whether the uh, the, the odds are good or or not. Eventually, something's got to give. Uh, let me ask you one more question about about that homeless because this is always very reflective on culture on this show. Your experience uh, was the drug issues. Um, and the mental illness always this severe, or is it? Uh, and is it just a difference in volume? That there's just so much more, or is there so much more people on the streets? And the 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 actual illness and the drug issues are that much more severe than let's say even 20 years ago. Because I uh, I don't know I, I I didn't remember every homeless person being schizophrenic. Um, but it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. What, what do you th- just from personal observation? What do you think is is going on here?
3: What I believe it was 20 years ago, you had uh, Ray Kelly was the police commissioner. He's a great man. Some people may or may not like him. I I was a fan of his for one reason. This man was very hands on with everything. Where he wanted, he rewarded cops that took action, were proactive, and that's you can't be reactionary. We have to be proactive if you want to get anything done, whether it's in a courtroom or in the street, as far as law enforcement goes. So his big thing was you arrest your way out of a situation. So what they would do is if the guy didn't want to go to hospital, you just arrested him, which that may be wrong, but they had a lot of people that were homeless and they had issues, mental issues, and he just arrested them. They'd be in a system forever i mean you could debate whether that was right or wrong but that's why you didn't see as much at the time later on when bill de blasio takes over all chaos ensues because he's very much a hands-off let the k ca- and then not only hands off but there's no solution like should this person go to a mental ward should he be picked up and go to a hospital Should we try to counsel
0: him? Well, I remember Bill de Blasio was also, as soon as he showed up, he started doing things like decriminalizing uh, public urination, um, and all these other like rolling back public standards because he said that that the impact it was having on people had very big racial undertones and overtones, which is That's I think is voice. which is ridiculous because to, to think that to think that uh, you know black, brown, a purple New Yorkers with any kind of dignity feel uh, would would be okay with somebody urinating in public as long as they were black or white or whatever is so ridiculous so we saw the the actual legislative rolling back of public standards immediately once de blasio showed up
3: that's right de blasio kind of rolled everything back he took away the broken windows theory of the precinct, so 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 the way we did things—broken windows. I was a big believer in that. I would go out. I look for the guy publicly urinating. I look for a guy that left his car unattended because they would steal those cars. I didn't like the people that go in the park. If you're in a park after after a certain time, nine o'clock, wherever the park officially closes, you're in a neighborhood, and let's say Coney Island, but you live in New Jersey. Why are you there? Why are you making noise? Because these people can hear you from their house. They can't sleep. You're singing songs, lighting fires. That wasn't I i would go in there and I would write summonses. And if they had a warrant, then we have to take him in and he has to go to jail for it. But this is the kind of stuff I enforce because it's a neighborhood problem. Now with Bill de Blasio, as time went on, he took this tool away from us. They made a criminal court summons, a different kind of summons, where it's called an oath summons. It means here's your ticket and if you go to court don't worry about it like that's basically what it was it's like a little bogus slap on the wrist so he took away the quality of life the quality of life went down with that the homeless doubled it kept doubling it kept multiplying then you have these emotionally disturbed people running around and then they start committing crimes because there is no attention to them Hmm. and now here come eric adams favorite the migrants and The thing with Eric Adams is he says he was a police officer, but trust me, he never really was. He was always hiding somewhere. He he only has like five arrests in his career. He always goes back to his police career, but what did he do as a police officer other than hang out with criminals and be a rabble rouser and run around like a politician? That's what Eric Adams was. He doesn't know how to handle things, you see, and you're seeing that firsthand.
0: Uh, Let me ask you one more question since we're talking now. Now we're moving up to Eric Adams and one last thing about his uh, hands off kind of attitude. I saw today uh, there was this um, or maybe it was yesterday that it was published. Where the hell is it over here? He is uh, talking about how we're we're running out of EBT cards and we need more EBT cards. And please send them over. We need food and all that stuff. He's, so, uh, again, not removing people from the city and the state, but we need to find we need somebody to send money and we need housing. He was telling New Yorkers to consider opening up their homes to these these unvetted foreign nationals before. But my question to you is and if you have any of your friends who. Who can give you any insight what is going on with the motorcycle madness these these uh mopeds apparently are all over the place they are um they're being driven weaving bobbing and weaving through traffic day and night they're being confiscated more and more there's no licenses on them so new and and new arrivals have them so who the hell is providing these bikes to the invaders is why, what i want to know where, where the oh. hell are they coming from they're in the thousands
3: I I was actually, when I worked the citywide traffic task force, I was on a DWI unit that then changed and they wanted us to write summonses. And I was under investigation. So I still had to do it, which by the way, under investigation, I still have my gun and shield. I never lost my gun and shield until that was finally terminated. So get, get this theory of me being some kind of bad cop. I'm so bad, but I was still working full duty. So I used to, they used to have these little uh, details we call them. So what they would do is they would take eight cops, and send them to the Bronx or wherever the area that had this particular problem. what it is, is these uh, vehicles or mopeds or whatever you want, ATVs, they have these fake plates, license plates. They're not from New York. I don't know where to get them from. They're from different states. These vehicles come from different states. And then they bring them around here or they might drive them or put them on their car. And then they show up here and they're driving around knowing that police officers can't, follow these people or chase them because it's in the patrol guide vehicle pursuits you're in a you're very thin ice and i heard chief of patrol john shell i know him i worked for him when he was a captain great guy great cop very proactive loves proactive cops okay but the problem is he's looking at this like it was when i was working underneath him this the year 2010 we are now in 2023 and you are already seen that there's been numerous fatalities, and there's been accidents, and there's been people that are hurt because the police are chasing these people that have no plates on their car, the mopeds. The, it's You're going down a road that doesn't favor you. City Council is just itching for a reason to take even more proactive ways of police, of how they do their policing, and take it away from them, or incarcerate all the, the police department. That's what they what they want to do so john shell has the right idea but the way he's saying it contradicts the patrol guide so eventually someone when the when the sword has to fall on somebody it'll be on john shell if he remains the chief of patrol because he might become the chief of something else but his rules are to chase the car no matter what until as you saw the other day this officer i believe threw a a water cooler at somebody who was on a moped And it somehow this this killed this person. So now this guy, now nowhere in a patrol guide or anything, anywhere there's a state you could throw an object at somebody. So we're gonna see how this goes. There's a criminal investigation, there's an internal investigation, but this is the mixed messaging that comes from one a chief that says one thing, your patrol guy says another, and then you're out in the street saying. What
0: do I do? What do I do? Yeah, yeah, and and that, and, that do do? and that's totally outside the bounds of the fact that every last bike and moped outside of these 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 now uh, these once famous hotels being converted into refugee buildings, every last one of those motorized vehicles should go. There's no reason why a person yeah. should be yeah. allowed to drive anything with a especially with a motor on it in an American city on American streets. It's it, it it makes no sense to me. But all the, the 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 headlines surrounding this and the chaos that's ensuing, it just continues on, and I can't get any straight answers. Sal Greco, uh, let everybody know where to find you, how to support you, and we'll be, we'll have you back soon. I think you might even come into the studio sometime late late uh, uh, October. That would be really fun. Well, that'll be a a, a night of just. Talking shop, and uh, I want to ask you about every time you work security at Yankee Stadium. I want to I want to talk about everything. So, uh, where where do people find you?
4: All right. So you got
3: anyone out there? Uh, you can find me on Truth Social at Head of the Table, on Instagram it's at the Sal Greco, on Twitter it's at the Sal Greco. I do have my own website, as Frank correctly stated, it's the Sal Greco. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, SalGreco.com. You go there. I have uh, merchandise for sale. You can see the shirts there. I do have the shirt that one of our friends uh, did buy from from me on the on my my other website. Sal Greco did nothing wrong. Uh, also, there's a support button. So if you do want to send me a generous donation, that helps me go a long way with everything. Because you know, as you could tell right now, I can't even get the money that's owed from me. That this could become a another issue that surrounds my lawsuit so you can hit the support button or you go to the other button on the front of the page that says get in the fight that also leads to the donation page and uh, you know I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity on your show here Frank last time I came on and it was an outpouring of support there were a lot of people that donated there were a lot of people that bought products and uh, I'm really grateful for it you know God will see everyone through this I'm not doing this just for me Frank I could have easily just gone away. I could have probably even asked to get a job with uh, President Trump himself, but I'm sitting here with my two feet, dug into the sand, going up against this entire establishment, because they're all corrupt, and I'm putting a light, just like you shine a light on cockroaches. They always scatter when you do that. That's all I'm doing, because behind me is all of you as people. I'm just your vessel. Once I get this through, once I face these guys one-on-one in a court with whatever happens, There'll be plenty of others behind me that have their own cases against people. And if you're wrong, if you're not wrong, if you're not guilty of anything and you've done nothing wrong, then you fight for what you believe. And that's something my father believed in and he installed in me and I believe it. And I, and I take it out of my actions, you can see. I'm not a liar. I don't like to lie about anything. Everything I say, if you do the research, you're gonna say, wow, Sal Greco is right. That's how it was when I was a cop. That's how it was when I was in Bensonhurst. That same thing when I come there, Frank, and I tell you which is the best pizza because I hope we have Frank Pepe's that night. So that's what I'm waiting for. I'm hoping that we have uh, a nice little pizza party when I'm there and have some good pizza because we're two paisans. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your support. God bless you. God bless you, Frank. God bless everyone else out there. And uh, keep me in your thoughts and prayers.
0: Oh, they, We definitely will at the very least. Thank you so much, Sal Greco. We'll talk soon. Thank you, thank you, Frank. All right, be well. There he goes, Salgreco.com and at the Sal Greco on Twitter and Instagram, and there you, there you have it. I said, hey, Sal, you want to come on for twenty minutes? It's eight oh five right now. You know, well, hey, you just you just go with it, and I I just kept up, kept coming up with questions, and he kept giving me great answers, and. Oh man, I can't wait to have him in the studio. That's gonna be a fun night. I've got so many things. Like as far as, I have a lot of questions about police work. Uh, these these supposed um, ice cream ice cream truck wars. Uh, you know, like I said, have you ever been to or, or you know unknown places in New York City, little known places? I just want to learn. Like uh, I want to just like, I don't know. I want to unlock secret knowledge when he comes up here we'll hang out maybe we'll do that it'll definitely be on a friday night in october probably late october all right we'll be right back don't go anywhere ladies and gents thank you so much we're going to take your calls and i want to do a little bit of a hawaii roundup soon too on the other end of the intermission so don't go anywhere keep sharing invite your friends here for the last half of the week
4: it's intermission time folks time out to press the like button thank you
5: We're
4: now entering... Quite
6: frankly. Quite 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 frankly. Quite
2: frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
3: We all
4: support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly.
1: Let's go, Brandon. Quite
4: frankly. And Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I wanna get a Coke. Can I get a Coke?
0: ladies and gents welcome welcome let me see all right we are back and we are now in the eight o'clock hour on Friday the Friday before Labor Day Labor Day weekend See what you, you know what I came across the other day? This might not mean anything to you guys Or maybe it will I don't know, take a listen to the Have you ever heard of Mount Airy Lodge? This was played over and over again over here Locally on like WPIX and I remember this This commercial, it's for I think like a Poconos escape but i never really understood it as a kid i just watch this watch this let me let me know if anybody else out there knows what the what this is
4: Reservations:
1: phone one everything.
0: And what the hell is that, that? kiss on the nose? It's so sensual. And this popped up on Instagram the other day, and I said, "Yes." What was Mount Airy Lodge? I, I had, I would see these commercials all over the place. As a child, and I was looking at some of the comments. Here's one: I'm 43. It's June 25th, 2023. I can't tell you how many years it's been since I've seen this commercial, and yet I still sing the lyrics immediately. What are the kids saying these days? Core memory unlocked? Yes. But I wanted to see if anybody in the comments actually been to Mount Airy Lodge. I think it's in the Poconos, in Pennsylvania. And it is it is still around because I went to MountAiryLodgeCasino.com and here it is. Spontaneous. Everybody's, I guess they're playing. Be playful. It, it looks like uh, children are persona non grata here. It's just be romantic. It's just uh, that guy's picking up a hooker at the bar. That guy has a hooker. This hooker has a guy. Oh, yeah, she's. You know what that look means? You know what that look means? She's about to get laid. So, what is Mount Airy Lodge? Is this a brothel? I don't get it. You had people doing uh, somersault dives into the pool in the 1990s commercial, and uh, all I see on MountAiryCasino.com right now is just people who are about to get laid. Do they provide the women? <laughs> Do I have to bring somebody? <laughs> So, does anybody know what goes on at Mount Airy Lodge? Have you been there? (laughs) Reservations. Experience extraordinary. Mount Airy Casino Resort is in Pennsylvania's first AAA four-diamond casino resort and has kept its distinction for more than a decade. Our premier adult resort... See, what does that mean? Is that like that hedonism resort in the, in the Caribbean? Our adult resort welcomes guests age 21 and over to be extraordinary. With fully customizable itineraries, our concierge team will help you plan the perfect getaway where you can be romantic, be adventurous, be pampered, be lucky, be you. This sounds... I don't know. And so I I went into the comments because I said there's some has to be somebody in here who was who was in it. And where the hell? Here you go. Oh, lucky Latoya. Okay. Oh, lucky Latoya went there and here's what she said. The hubs and I fell for this excellent marketing and commercial and went there for my honeymoon. Honeymoon in nineteen ninety nine before there were online reviews to peruse. It was like something from the shining, dated carpet in the hallways, stars of yesteryear on the dining room walls, champagne bathtub, grounds in need of repair. Oh, I know exactly you know, when I saw this comment, I said I have got to star this, and I hope I can find it again during the show, if this does actually come up. And I saw it here. See I wanna I wanna I want to do this with you guys. Matt would probably have really um, had something to say about it. But I can totally get that. And I was hoping that she actually said something about the carpet. What was the state of the carpet? Lauren, Lauren just texted me. She says, oh, my God, I still know all the words. I know. It is It is truly a core memory, especially up here in the Northeast, because, you know, th- that Pennsylvania, it's, it's really... I guess they they must have uh, they must have been advertising in Ohio as well. and but my gosh, beautiful. Mount Terry Lodge, all you got to bring is your love of everything. And they played it nonstop. And you know, I never actually understood what the hell it was, even as a kid, even though people were jumping into pools and stuff. Then somebody under that said, uh, before the Poconos became ghetto as hell, the stars of yesteryear comment on the dining room walls. That is something that is very liminal. And I understand what you, I I understand exactly what you're talking about. Like you go into the dining room and they want it. They just want you to feel like you are surrounded by images of elegance and high life. So they're going. You, you would walk into. I can. I can just see it. You walk into this dining room. I wonder what the wallpaper looks like. What the chandelier... What the, what the lighting in that place were like. Um, it's probably chandeliers with missing crystals, things missing from it, just fell over the years, from all of the Ghostbusters that came in there and to remove the the demons that have uh, cropped up. But I, I can see pictures of, uh, like Farrah Fawcett and Burt Reynolds on the wall. Things like that. Where where it's not even very good quality photographs anymore or maybe they've been sun bleached or they've been just, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Champagne bathtub and grounds in need of repair. I can smell the carpet, can you? I can smell the carpet. But uh, yeah, the marketing team, they deserve lifetime achievement awards. Somebody said they should give a they should give the marketing team an Emmy. I think they should get a lifetime achievement award I will be able to sing that song on my I'm not even gonna say it Yeah, Lauren just says the love of everything taking on a new meaning. I know they have they have everything there What do you have there? Is there anything that you don't have here at Mount Airy Lodge? I should call them up on the show one night and ask them, but again, look at this. Look at the end of this. Can I fast forward? I want you guys to really take a look at this nose kiss that if I ever had anybody come in and just, this guy is kissing this girl's nose. But if I were the girl or if anybody did that to me where they came in and just so so softly pecked me on the tip of the nose with their their lips, I would be so skeeved out. Because it's just such a soft, like, you know, if you're going to kiss my nose, then kiss it hard. Don't softly kiss my nose. What is this? Tickle me with a feather next? But it's so weird. Look, here, let's watch. Bring it home. Bring it home.
1: beautiful beautiful, you have
2: to is your love of everything.
0: Kids home. Mount Airy Lodge hates your kids. Come and jump in the pool. Or reservations, phone 1 800 441 4410. 4410. Remember, no kids. I you
1: that your love of
0: Why the hell did he have his eyes closed? It's like, I have got to save her. I have got to save her this kiss. I'm going to kiss this woman's nose like nobody has ever kissed a nose before. I want... I, When I close my eyes again after this evening, I want to be able to taste her nose still. I want to be able to recall the taste of the tip of her nose. It was too passionate of a nose kiss. You're going to kiss somebody on the nose. It's got to be something like you do to a puppy. You give somebody a little... You will close your eyes and... <laughs> it's so stupid <clears throat> anyway I'm glad we did this. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. All right let's see here. I'm gonna go into the super chats now quite frankly quite frankly superchat.com quite frankly superchat.com Let's go there. All right Uh, Mayor Adams out of EBT cards. Yes, I got that much Joe s says testing testing it worked Joe It worked Over on rumble Let's see we have a super we have a rumble rant over there. This is nice. Thank you so much. Uh, Stephen Ellis says if I were a doctor I would prescribe quite frankly to treat anxiety and depression have a great weekend guys Steve that is such a nice thing to say that's a nice thing to say because I am all for prescribing things like music and whatever for people who have stuff going on it should be used like like medicine because you can mix it all It, it can make things worse everybody knows that if you're feeling sad and you listen to a happy song it only makes you feel even worse then it doesn't it doesn't bring you up you've got to know how to prescribe and use music you've got to match frequency until you can slowly raise the frequency you got to match it okay if you're negative you got to wallow just a little bit and bring it up to an emotion that is maybe a little bit more powerful though make it negative then from there you're exercising all that negativity, the anger is out. Now you're feeling a little bit more exhilarated a little then you know, eventually you can get yourself out of a hole by prescribing things like music. Podcasts? Perhaps. I'll be your Huckleberry. Let's see. Wichipooh 22 says "Happy birthday, month to Aurora." Yes. Happy birthday, month to Aurora. She kicked it all off with a bang today. Um, like I said, like when I got home, when Aurora and Lauren got home, they went to the Home Depot and a few other things with my mother-in-law this morning. And when they were getting back, I got a call from Lauren outside. She said, Hey, can you come outside and help us? And I I thought I was going out there to help with some grocery bags or whatever. And I see Aurora just, just kind of like frozen on the first step of the stoop coming up into our house and she didn't look right. And she she's just kind of we she she put that Face on and she wanted me to carry her. She didn't want to walk because she her stomach was hurting And I was like what what the hell is this now? So for the next 10 minutes I, I bring her upstairs and she's just a lump in my arms and I you know put her down on the couch and set her up Get her all comfortable whenever And that's when Lauren and I are just trying to understand what's going on and thankfully she's she's pretty advanced linguistically because we were able to get some out of her and she said you know she was it hurt it hurt like her stomach hurt then she said we thought that for a while there she said it hurt when she peed so then we're thinking is this a uti or something We, we didn't know we're trying to check things off gather information so we can call the doctor and then you know she said that she her back hurt but when she said her back hurt she kept touching her neck Says, so wait, are you, does it hurt when you swallow? And she said, yeah. So we checked her throat. And we saw one of those, you know, like tonsil stones. A little bit of redness, but not that bad. So that's when I started calling up some doctors and um, and getting some things underway. And the fact that she couldn't, that her stomach hurt her. Like, why? okay, the throat and the stomach. And... Um, I forgot who told me. It might have been Tracy. She said, "You know, that might be strep, especially that age. There's a lot of stomach issues that come along with people, who, kids who get strep." So I said, "All right," but it's just crazy that she's she, her stomach hurts her so much that she doesn't want to walk. So the whole day she's barely walked. Finally, we got it checked out. She had the strep. We got the amoxicillin. She already had a, a dose. But Lauren brought her to bed a little while ago, and she got in touch. Uh, she texted me how everything went. She said, "Oh, she's already sleeping. She's good." No fever and um, and whatever. She said she walked over to pick out her books so that they can read the books together before she went to bed. And she said, Mom, I did it. I walked. <laughs> like she's a mall of the night visitors or something like that. God forbid. But um, yeah, she's usually uh, jetaying around the room all day long. So it, it, it sucked to see her all laid up like that but you know we'll keep it up tomorrow and hopefully she keeps feeling better and better quicker and quicker alright what else we have what else do we have here on okay on on foxhole again patriot game Thank you, Patriot Game. Gave a cookie. Chai Possum says, "Nice shirt." I was just thinking about the, that yesterday. Love to you, Lauren and Aurora. Hope she feels better. Yes, I know. Thank you for the gift. Got so got a couple of different um, Mardi Gras shirts and trinkets sent to me this year. I don't think I've worn this on on air yet, but I just grabbed it, and that's what happened. Robert Sarnes, thank you. Tempo four twenty. Porpoiseful Jesse eight one one three eight. C Blanche. Sean Joe Rise Attire says Coke and Hose in the Poconos. And then Witchy Boo again says I hope everything is okay with Joe Elaine. Well, I second that. I hope everything's great with Joe. I haven't heard. I hope she's okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this out there with the uh, some stuff with, with Hawaii. Then we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll take some calls from whoever's got something to say. All right. Now, this was a couple of days ago and I've been saving it for a night like tonight. Uh, Wall Street Apes put it out there, but I think that they just syndicated it on behalf of someone, a woman who is in Maui. Very emotionally distraught. Of course it's a it's a very distressing situation. And virtual ropes have been put up around this whole thing. I know I saw you you I know many of you saw the reporting of these gigantic barriers, black plastic barriers all along the highways and stuff, so that people aren't able to see whatever is going on within the, the the real destruction zones there. Mainstream media is not showing you the horror the Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii fires victims went through. The question is why? Here's a two-minute video. Listen to this woman, what she's saying.
5: I just wanted to say thank you to everybody um for um your concern and for contacting me uh it's it's really bad out here it's really bad i don't know how much is on the media i haven't had a minute to look at the media but um people are finding whole families in cars that are just charcoaled and fried um my best friend michelle her friend her brother's uh family just in the car, they find the car and they find mom and dad in the front seat and the three kids in the back. The other bad thing is that um, school was out that day that the fire raged through Lahaina. So parents were at work and all the kids were at home. So there's massive amounts of children who perished. We've been taking supplies, no one's been sleeping. We have three.
0: Not not only that, but of course, when officials are are asked about this stuff, we've there's been very awkward, defensive, standoffish answers. they want to. They don't even want to speculate about loss of life. Now, as far as people being found in their cars, uh, that's that can very easily be. I mean, in any kind of a wildfire, forest fire situation, you can get caught up in that real quick that had people tell me, and we've seen a lot. Hey, You know, once you start seeing those dash cam footage of the people are getting out of Paradise, uh, California, even though you're just watching a, a video, I can see how in a moment's notice you can just be trapped on all sides, fire, smoke, and with the prevailing winds and all that stuff, it creates a blowtorch situation where, yeah, people can as- asphyxiate, um, and I-, I can see how people can die... Very quickly in those situations. It's not just as easy as, uh, press the gas, get out of there, or why don't you just leave, run away from the fire. But, um, that does not explain all of the other anomalies. And there's quite a few, quite a few crazy ones, too. Really, really crazy ones. Um, but let's keep going.
5: Three families in our home in Kihei. We're trying to open up a second home, and now we're trying to get, um, homes for people who, have lost everything. Um, the roads are crazy. It's hard, you know there's only one road going into Lahaina, plus the backside, and the backside's pretty dangerous. We got ignite life up, helping as best we can. We spent the entire day taking care of our patients um, at the office at Maui Cardiology. At two o'clock we closed and we started shopping for folks, um, and we sent out three um, three suburbans and and three other trucks full of supplies this morning through the Hawaiian Canoe Club. We're continuing to help. People are not sleeping on this side. Three fires broke out again yesterday in Hanukawai, which is past Lahaina. Um, The fire is still not contained up in Kula. But anyway, anything that you guys want to donate, we're happy to take donations. And like I said, Ignite a Life, always gives 100 percent of your donation we never take admin fees or anything and we want to just say thank you to everybody who's been contacting us um we appreciate your support and we love you and god bless everybody um this is this is just really bad it's really bad so um just pray pray for maui
0: and that's it. pray for the families that she says uh so that that's um that's a little bit there. Now we we saw on the I, I saw some response to the celebrity response. I know that a lot of the the social media social media uh, sites out there they they wanted to really call attention to how amazing Oprah and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are in a time of need. Well, th- here is a lot of the here's a lot of the the, the more popular. Responses I've gotten to this as it is with anything whenever celebrities pop up now. I love it uh, Out of out of everything that I can celebrate the most in the last five to ten years Especially is the death of celebrity the fall from grace How they're just pompous and largely unwanted Do you, I mean and I I know that when you talk about even the Hollywood writer strikes and all that stuff You're not even talking about the a-listers we're talking about the people who are 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 behind the scenes from uh the behind the scenes in the um, in the business there who are writing scripts who are in production the key grips things like that so we know how what strikes do for little people but um as far as, it, it trickles up to that that level that nobody cares nobody cares about celebrities anymore there are some people who are 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 just woefully lost in that uh in that world but still take a listen to this this is this is prevailing thought i would have to imagine
6: so if you send a donation just click now did i just witness what i think i witnessed Please don't tell me I just saw a billionaire standing next to a multimillionaire begging the average everyday citizen for donations that can barely get by due to a real life recession, living paycheck to paycheck, barely can pay rent, barely can put food on the table for our families. Okay, living in a real life recession in a country where our president is giving away all our resources, sources and resources of to another country for money. If you two don't go take your Hollywood elite behinds to your other Hollywood elite friends and politician buddies that got millions like you do in billions and get all that money together and help out Maui, you are out your damn mind. Please don't insult our intelligence like that. And after you guys do all of that, you will have enough money to help the rest of us. Boo. Get out of here with that. The nerve.
0: See, that's the whole, the whole thing there, though, is that they don't have money. The government doesn't have money. They steal money and they borrow money on behalf of people who make money, who actually have value, who have value. People who are not in government are valuable because they make, they make things. Whether they make a corn dog or whether they make some kind of technology that can clean up the seas and rid it of all of its plastic pollution from China. Whether they make a corn dog, whether they uh, you know mow lawns, or whether they build cars, that is all done by people. That's where value is created, and that value is deincentivized, and that value is made uh, is really squandered through taxation. So when you have uh, billionaires like Oprah Winfrey up there, with that uh, that hulking uh, that hulking uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson behind her with their with their you know their their smiles and come on let's uh let's 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 pitch in together uh you know what i'd love to pitch into a lot of things and i do i do i don't i don't uh, i don't show i don't show where I, I i put uh my money and my support and 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 what uh, i think a lot of people out there are the same but i can give a lot more and the average person lower class middle class people could give a lot a lot more if they weren't stolen from constantly when so much of what you earn through the year is taken by a government that is worthless and hateful and wasteful and it is just destroyed they take all that wealth they take all of that that creation and they turn it into a negative you know uh it's like whatever I like I don't get bullied I don't get bullied by uh, you know checkout counters like you want to give two dollars to one charity or another no I don't I don't and it's not because I wish anybody will I give enough as I, I, I give as much as I can and I always try to extend myself and I'm a very charitable person I know most people in my life are the same way too but um, the our shirts, you know, you say, well, that, that guy would take his shirt off for you, give you shirt off right off his back. Well, our shirts have already been taken off of our backs against our will. We're being stripped down by government, whether it be state, federal. Uh, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. You think about what the response for something like this would be if people weren't already put into the poorhouse like this woman is, is, is talking about, and then to have to suffer the indignity of watching 100 billion dollars plus that we can account for going to going to you know scams scam wars in places like Ukraine. My gosh. My gosh. It's just ridiculous. Well, here's a little bit more from uh here's from Greg Reese. His the latest he put out today is about 4 minutes long. And he talks a little bit about some of those anomalies uh, grace, really graceful. She just put out part three, uh, an addendum to the first two uh, Maui fire videos that she put out, I think a couple of weeks ago. She waited a little while longer. She did some interviews with people that are out there in Maui collected a little bit more uh, data and also waited to see what government response was. And as she said, it is a, a paltry response. When you think about how they're giving $700 per household out there, that's what the federal government thinks is fair at this point. And when you do, and she does the math in there, it comes out to about $9 million worth of relief compared to the $100 billion plus that we're sending to the, uh, the, the failed proxy war disaster in, in Ukraine. Well, here's a little bit more over here from Greg Reese.
2: The recent fires in California, Australia, and now Hawaii are unlike anything we've ever seen before. They are being called forest fires and wildfires, but they are clearly something very different. These fires are burning homes into a white powdery ash footprint while often leaving the surrounding green trees and shrubs practically untouched. In extreme cases, forest fires can reach temperatures up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit, and the melting point of aluminum is 1,220 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is possible for an extreme forest fire to melt aluminum. But there are cars with puddles of melted aluminum that were clearly not in the wildfire area and melted glass, which has a melting point around 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. These are unexplained anomalies. In the California fires of 2018, cars were randomly bursting into flames on the freeway with no surrounding fires. We've seen these same anomalies in New York City on September 11th, 2001. Cars completely burned out with no explanation. In Maui, these unnatural fires spared the homes of the rich while burning the native homes of the working class. With precision, these fires destroyed the most envied, high-valued areas of Maui. For decades, directed energy weapons have been classified, but they have been on the public record for several years now. Directed energy weapons, known as DEWS, have the ability to burn homes with this sort of precision. But in order to be this precise, the area would have to be mapped out. In January of this year, green lasers were seen over Hawaii, which could best be described as a geospatial array for mapping terrain. Hmm. We have seen that among the ashy ruins, there are blue-colored objects that have somehow survived the devastation blue cars, blue umbrellas, a blue boat, blue planters. Videos online are going viral that show how lasers can easily burn through certain colored objects, but objects that are colored blue remain unharmed. Directed energy weapons include lasers, millimeter wave, and microwave. They are all based on light frequencies and different wavelengths of light affect colors differently. For example, in laser tattoo removal, different wavelengths are used for removing different colors. And this is because color is a quality of light. Each color has its own frequency. Interestingly enough, the frequency of the color blue is 6.66. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
0: Now, so, th- we've we've talked about, we've taken plenty of calls about widespread incompetence. We know that that's definitely a case. We know com- incompetence and Agenda 2030 environmental, um, you know, policy about brush clearing and everything else can really lead to terrible situations. The incompetence of... You know who's sending children home when uh by and large the the schools could have probably been safer as far as structures go uh, the power companies their responses of whether or not the power was on around the time of the fire was off who set the warning so oh, why didn't the warning sign or the alarms go off i mean there's just so much failure all over the place it's very easy for somebody to start speculating about coordination very interesting about how the the green lasers in January could have been about mapping, though those lasers were blamed on China, if I remember correctly. As far as the burned-out cars in Lower Manhattan during 9-11, that is talked about at great length by Dr. Judy Wood in her documentary, Where Did the Towers Go?, which has, um, you know, some some people think that it's... I I always... uh, you know, I've watched that quite a few times. We put it on the network a couple of a couple of times, too. I know people like Jason Burmes think that she uh, it discredits herself on it in a number of ways. But uh, the anomalies like those are always very, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I pay attention to it. I take note of it. So there's a lot of weird things going on there. But, of course, we are, we're getting the media blackouts not a lot of substantial answers for very pressing questions and the death toll is is probably far more staggering and far more far more heart-wrenching when you think about young lives lost. So, it's 8:42. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh we'll take a couple of calls for the last 15 minutes to see what comes through. And uh, the number is 914 914 Two zero 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 two six nine, and you know what? for the special line tonight, uh, I will get rid of the inside info line and we're going to go Hawaii again. Anything in particular, Inside info on Hawaii or anybody that's been out there, the, in, the Hawaii line is 9143691236. Everybody else? 914 two269. We'll be back in just a moment. If Bill Gates gets a 44
4: Magnum on air, shoves it in his mouth, and blows his brains out the back of his head, the next day, after it's confirmed he's dead, I will blow my brains out
2: on air.
6: Give me my, my son! Let's go, Tigers. <laughs> Quite frankly, listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go. While you're driving, walking, working, or <laughs> you dirty dog. For all things, go to Quite Frankly TV. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite Frankly streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you get your podcast, so for everything, it's Quite Frankly TV.
5: What do you get when you go so down streets?
4: Type two adult onset diabetes.
0: Okay, that was a very short break. I thought the break was going to be longer than that. Why did I pick five videos that were like two seconds long? Jeez, I couldn't even catch my breath. What have I done? That was bad decision making tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, they were hilarious. Uh, Whoever the hell is, is that Tiger Woods that's teeing off over there? Whoever is screaming, give me back my son. Is hilarious. Wait a second. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Give me back my son. Where is it? Diabetes. Uh, Give me back my son. Okay. So I think this is Tiger Woods. And if you don't know what the reference is, this is Mel Gibson's big line from that movie Ransom. Um, with with Gary Sinise and uh, look, that movie Ransom is completely underrated. The acting is incredible. The tension, the tension that is built up in that movie is incredible. If you haven't seen Ransom in a long time, or if you've never seen it, I would say jump into that. The acting uh, all across the board, the male leads, supporting, female leads, it's incredible. Anyway, it all it, it's a it's become a meme. The give me back my son. But the "Give me back my son" scene—I mean, your your hair is on, your hair is standing up. You're you're on the edge of your seat. It's a pretty serious scene. But uh, to see it pop up in all of these compilation of videos of people screaming things right after a golfer tees off, I love it. You know, some people will scream "Baba Booey" and all that. This is by far my favorite. Tiger Woods teeing off. Listen.
4: Give me my
0: son. <laughs> <Let's> go, <Tanger. laughs> oh, I love it. One more time. One more time for the road. We have to... One more time for the road.
4: Give me back my son! Let's go, Tanger!
0: <laughs> I love that people started to crack up like you have a choice. Anybody who looks at that guy and goes, Oh, just you have any class that person is a ninny that's hilarious and that is part of the reason why i can't wait to bring aurora to uh, right field yankee stadium one day just so she can hear top class heckling that's just class a heckling it's the best i just love sitting back and chuckling as i eat my garlic fries uh, I don't heckle that much unless I have my friends around me to to uh, give me some inspiration. But if I ever Lauren and I go out to a, I've never heckled a, a baseball player or anyone like with just me and Lauren going out to Yankee Stadium for a date night. That's never happened. I don't know. Y- you need to be encouraged by all of your your uh, your dumbass guy friends to do shit like that. So when I go out and I'm not with my my guy friends, I'm just sitting back and I'm listening to everybody else just be hilarious, and it's uh, it, it's worth the the ticket, it's worth the ticket at the game for me. Anyway.
4: Give me both my sons! Hang <laughs> <Let's go, Tanger!
0: laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. There's another one in here. Hold on, Matt. This was this was my the night of my bachelor party. We were walking back from the from the. Uh, the cigar bar wherever we went where we go to we went to the carnegie club to have cigars and it was a sinatra night that night it was really great that's how we ended the night so we went to the carnegie club and when we were walking back to grand central we, we passed by trump tower and you know this is our this is our our president president trump and matt was having a good time there a watch this is matt
4: trump tower baby Look at how fucking elegant it is. It's way
0: nicer than the White House. Trump should be there. should be with us. I'll keep
5: him safe.
0: I'll keep him safe. <laughs> There's more. There's more that night. I'll keep him safe. He should be with us. That's right. He should have moved. Trump should have moved the White House to New York City. Up on the, the top level of, of Trump Tower. That's where it should have been moved. Matt's right about that one. All 914-2000-0269 Now we have less time because of all my Improv and all that other stuff And what do we have? Also on the Hawaii line That's on Okay, first one up is King, King, what do you got to say about tonight?
1: Hey, you know what I'm going to do The next time I see you? Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kiss you softly on the nose
0: Don't you dare don't you dare. I will. No, no, no. I'll do it. It's too t- Yes, I will. Don't do it. I will do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no. You can't stop me. I'll do it. You, I, I'm, already, <laughs> I'm already nervous. I'm already nervous to go home tonight because I know I know that's something that Lauren will will do before she goes up to bed. I, I'm I know I'm gonna get do a kiss it, it. Do it, Lauren. Do it, Lauren, <laughs> do it. Anyway. How you been? We haven't heard from you in a while.
1: Uh, pretty good. Hey, happy birthday to Abe's son over there.
0: Yes, happy birthday, Oliver.
1: Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, everything's good. I hope everything's good with you. Um, I'll try to make this quick, but I always say that and almost never do. But um, just talk about Sal over there. Great man. Uh, this is what people don't realize. It isn't just the police department, right? So you remember a couple calls back a while ago. Um, my political views uh, are very well known at my place of employment. And I was almost fired after being falsely accused of something. And I know it was because the majority of the people I work for and my coworkers do not share my political views, which are the same as South. So um, this one broad manager, who I know is a, a big liberal, Right, it's funny too, right? Because I wore my uh, uh, Sal Greco shirt to work, um, and it's funny because she she looks at all the shirts I wear to work, and one night I wore my Quite Frankly shirt to work. Oh, and her eyes immediately—it's the one where you got the Uncle Sam pointing says, quite frank, you know that one? Well, yeah. of course you know that one. Yeah. Well, I want everybody else to know, hey, go buy that one, you guys, that's a great shirt. I got it in royal blue with the quite frankly Uncle Sam. Well, her my eyes immediately zeroed on, in on your logo. And she's like, what's that, what's that? And I'm like, it's a podcast my friend does. So anyways, I, same board. I, I told you I was going to get my Sal Greco short, shirt and wear it to work which I've done numerous times and one night she's in and she immediately zeroes in on my shirt again and she goes who's Sal Greco? So if you buy a shirt it says Sal Greco did nothing wrong, on the back there's a picture of him and it says help this New York cop so I, my response was to just turn around show her the back and she goes oh SalGreco.com, huh? Help this New York cop. And I just said, yeah. So I'm sure she went online to see who exactly this guy was, right. who I'm associating with. what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Now, these people are insane, man. Yeah. I mean, what people have gotta understand is this goes further than just Sal or me at my little bullshit job it's political oppression. It's trying to suppress different political beliefs. They believe we're insane. We're violent, that we're going to beat them up if they don't share our political views, which they've shown to do that themselves. It's projection is what it is. And they're trying to paint us as them. You know what I'm talking about? all. Yeah. So, Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but I will not back down. Um, I would just like to address the MMA fighter. Uh, you said that people are spineless and scared to lose their jobs. Well, let me tell you something, pal, not all of us because Frankie's known me a long time and he knows I'm very vocal and not shy about sharing my views at work
0: with these weirdos. Oh, and I know, you know, yeah. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead, finish your thought.
1: So, and, you know, they always say you don't bring politics into work, which I am a true believer in, but at my place of employment, it's nothing but political. All over my place of employment, in the back room, by the way, where the employees are, not out in the store, it's all these celebrate this, celebrate that, I won't get into exactly what they're saying to celebrate. Oh I know. But you and your audience can guess.
0: Oh, I know. I know. And I, what I, matters I, I, I just, and what doesn't. I just opened up last night's show talking a little bit about that because I had some friends of mine who still li- who still work in some local gyms. Uh, showing showing that you know the celebrate welcome week this and that week it's all about uh, non-citizens immigrants and u s based residents they don't want to say citizens they, they you know everything is about is about really just grooming people like you were saying before you said that they think that we're violent and that we're we're crazy and all that. they don't they no 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 they, 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 the thing is that they don't like how consistent. The logic is, and they think that consistent logic. Yeah. They think consistent logic means that you are somehow old school and oppressive, because they they obviously have nothing nothing tethering them down to reality. If every day that there, there's there's a new there's a new reimagining of what the, the 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 human species is all about, but you know it's not that we're violent. They use violence to be able to beat out any difference in opinion that could in some yeah. way uh you know ruin their their uh the, their claims to everything so um uh, they, they pretend that everybody around them is violent to justify the violence they know they need in order to win because they're definitely not winning any discussions with anybody there's you, oh, no you know there's no debates no it's shut up
1: and this is what i say and if i could just say to in the in the chat room yes I am looking for trouble, man, yes, because I'm not just going to sit by while stupidity goes on and stuff I know is wrong. Now, I don't care what nobody else does or how they live their life. I'm just going to work, to work. But when I got to walk into work and I'm consistently by being bombarded by stuff I don't agree with, well, then I'm going to voice my opinion. Yeah, I'm asking for trouble in the Grove, yeah. I am.
0: Bring it. Well, it's good to hear from you again, King. And and who knows, maybe, yes, uh, sir. May, maybe the night one at least one of the nights that Sal comes in to uh to, to visit in New York, maybe maybe you come down too. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we'll figure it out. One of these days. You and I, we talk a lot. Yeah. All that right. would be nice. We'll see what happens.
0: All right, have a good one, man. All right. Take care of yourself, man. Yeah, there you go. There's a great call from from King. It's good to hear from him again. Sounds good. Sounds strong. Sounds strong. Eight fifty-six. Let's see here. Eight fifty-six. We'll take uh we'll take one more call. I'll just make sure that I did not miss any of our our super chats that came in. Let's take a call from who's this? John?
4: Hey, wait a minute. I don't you could you answer too fast. Where the hell do I got there's that time? Hey, pal, how you doing? I'm Started doing all right. back up King, son of a bitch. I'm glad he still got a job. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, the inside thing on the Maui. You, I don't know if I call it the inside line or not the inside line, but my buddy's no. got a place called Maui Plane Ride over there. He runs the charter service. He says it's a fucked up situation all the way around. He says the military's in there doing shit. He's uh, uh, bringing lunch to, uh, what do you call it, uh, the firefighters and... First responders there because he got a he's got a plane you know he flies around he's on the other side of the island but whatever however but yeah it's a big shit show the whole do thing ain't so much it's more like uh, you know hundred mile an hour winds and you know shit burns up
0: I hear a lot of that you know uh, John I hear a lot of that I thank you for the call because I I, I'm never I'm always just open to whatever I know when I see when I see uh, a Patterns in media coverage. Uh, Jim
4: Lee's got the they got the pictures, and he'll tell you.
0: Yeah, and thank you, you know for the, that,
4: Jim Lee guy. You know him.
0: I know him. Thank you so much for the call, yeah. John. I, was, I wish I had a little bit more time to, to to take right now, but we we're we're just about done. Uh, Jim Lee is a good place to go to. You know, he does not shy away from technocracy. He does not shy away from talking about uh, re- conspiracies of. of of, uh, powerful people to be able to take over what was once free lands and, and free people. But, uh, he sees this as being a confluence of really unfortunate situations that has, has really just blowtorched people out of existence quick and in the most horrific ways, you know? Um, I and, and I, I take it, you know, I, I don't know how to investigate this stuff. I don't know it there's a lot of things that i see that look a little magical and suspicious to me that somebody who is knowledgeable and working inside of a certain uh of a uh, you know a certain uh, profession especially firefighters and stuff who see things all the time that it's not very magical to them it's actually uh very repeatable results so i pay attention but the one thing that always comes first for me is patterns in the media patterns in the media and at the very least, we're talking about a major, major cover-up. Again, a major cover-up of untold amounts of death, especially for children. Because what I mean, you, 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 where is all the, uh, where's where all the round-the-clock coverage? You're talking about a, a thousand children that, up to a thousand children that are possibly missing. How many of them are just unaccounted for? They're on another part of the island. How many of them are dead that have been just, just turned to, to ash? Uh, for everybody out there who wants to make a, a case about climate change becoming a, a, a real, real problem, you think that this would be something that would be all over the place. Climate change just, cl- just, uh, just claimed the lives of however many hundreds, if not a, a thousand or so people. But that's not being done. In fact, it's being, you know, uh, diverted away. away. Now, is that because there is just way too much evidence of foul play, arson, or widespread dropping the ball from the energy companies to the sheriffs to everybody? Else? I mean, it, it's, it's, oh, it's suspicious. It stinks to, to high heaven. Uh, no matter what way you approach it, people are dead. That should be alive. And it's it's slowly drifting into the background of everything as the media cycle swallows us whole once again um there's one more super chat on the rumble that is from Jellohead head jabroni good to see him again says francis for a great week of interviews and shows keep up the outstanding work Oh, I appreciate that very much, J- Jellohead. I love all, all of the uh, the support I can get, and I really do hope that over the course of the weekend, I'm able to welcome on more sub- more paid monthly subscribers to the show. I really do. If you go to quitefrankly.com, .tv, I'm sorry, quitefrankly.tv, go to the Sponsor Us page, you could, right there, right through Squarespace, you can become a sponsor for as little as $2 a month. As little as $24 a year. And it goes so far, so far. If a couple of dozen people a week did something as small as that, then we would be able to hire more. We'd be able to invest more. I would never have computer problems that I have to wait weeks and weeks to be able to bide my time and my money to be able to keep this thing going and getting stronger. There's a lot we can do and a lot I want to do. And, um, and, and we're not NBC. This is new media. And we need you on board. And that's why I am always working to create more value for people who are monthly subscribers through pen pal ships, whether it be postcards or, you know, traditional letters, typewritten or handwritten. There are Polaroids I'll be sending out tomorrow. There's a Polaroid club with plenty of room in there. Uh, Everybody who is a monthly subscriber, is, is inside of these monthly giveaways. We just had two winners last night from August and July that we caught up on. There's Book Club. We've got another great book club coming up in, uh, in October. Become a sponsor. Grab a uh, copy of Mario Puzo's The Godfather, and let's do this dance with Jay Dyer. Anyway, I'm working for you nonstop. I love what I do, and, and thank you for making it possible. CFS QTX says, I can't believe Aurora is about to have another birthday already. Time flies too fast. Claire, thank you so much, Claire. I know, I know. And so the September postcards will be somehow done by Aurora. It's not straight up child labor, but we're going to give her some painting assignments, things like that. So um, we'll, we'll announce the, the postcard special. But everybody who signs up for the monthly postcards anyway will will get one, no matter what. Dooku Dan says, Frank, here's a resort that ran ads all the time in the 80s. Channel 11, the Neville in Ellenville, Ellenville, New York. The Catskills, no longer in business, but a real earworm. Wait a second. Before we leave, I've got to see this because I I remember Catskills stuff. Hold on.
1: on and on and some overgrown mountain marathon it was up to you but you should have gone to the never leave it's a place to go with your family or when the two of you want some privacy
0: Oh, that's the guy from The Shining. I corrected them. I corrected her too. That's the guy from The Shining. He's going to kill those kids.
1: Cancer,
6: this is the rule. At
4: the Neville there's so much to do. Or don't do a thing, people do that too. You can
1: have it all, and it's up to you. At the never.
0: Okay, the Neville. I have never seen that one. I've never seen that. Uh, I thought that would, you know, if we're seeing uh, Mount Airy Lodge in the Poconos, then why the hell would we have not? They should have bought some commercials down here, unless maybe my mother uh, remembers it. Maybe it's just before my time. That is the early 80s. But the Mount Airy Lodge, they were buying they're buying up commercials all throughout the 90s and that very they never changed the commercial they just kept buying more ads yeah, Grady Grady from the Shining <laughs> Oh dear, dear me oh my. All right, uh is there anything else here? Anything that I missed that? Thank you so much for that Duku Dan. Nevely... I feel like I just was about to say one last thing. Uh, Oh, that's right. The Weekend Roundup is kicking off. This is from Abe, father of Oliver. The Weekend Roundup kicks off right after the show on QuiteFrankly.tv. 80 of the best videos on the internet from the last week and all of your Frankly pals. Switch over now to Quite Frankly TV for a weekend full of content, fun, which all culminates on Sunday night with the nightcap, the Sunday nightcap that is curated by me. But right now, go and uh, grab yourself a refreshment. You can do whatever and just have Quite Frankly TV on on the uh, the background. There's tons of information, comedy, weirdness, memes, good stuff. Quite Frankly.TV. Go ahead and um, and let us. Have a good time together. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for another wonderful, wonderful week. And I'm looking forward to next week, which starts on Tuesday. But be on on the lookout for any kind of a, a fun bonus broadcast that we can do together. And soon, a lot of exclusive content is going to be streamed live from my new office once I get the sound and the acoustics and the lighting all done. Oh, man. It's going to be a wonderful holiday season. I hope we get plenty of snow nights because then I don't have to leave the house at all. I'll have full capabilities there that I have right here. All right, bye-bye.
2: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly, is Film Before Live studio audience and now our super chatter starting with CFS QTX. Dooku Dan and Joe S. Thank you to my friends over on the Rumble Rants, that is Jellohead Jabroni and Stephen Ellis. To all my wonderful friends on Foxhole, nestled cozily on TV. I've just released the scratching, so claim your rewar- rewards right now and on DLive I'm going to empty the treasure the treasure bin, the treasure chest. Eh, that's all I have for you. Bye-bye everybody, much love.